1: pleased to welcome as my guest for today's Song of the Soul, Scott Beck. Scott has been a rocker and a rhythm and bluester, but after a couple decades, he cycled back to his roots with the acoustic guitar. Raised Catholic, then non-religious for a long time, he eventually found a spiritual home with enough heart and wide enough walls for his beliefs among the New Thought churches. Scott Beck joins us by phone today from Sedona, Arizona.
2: Scott, thanks so much for
1: joining me for
2: Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. I uh, really appreciate being a guest on your program, and I feel very honored and privileged to be here.
1: You're not originally from Arizona or from Sedona, are you?
2: No, actually, I was born in Anchorage, Alaska, but I guess... Something inside of me knew it didn't like real cold weather. So, um, actually, my dad worked for the government in the agricultural department, uh, Bureau of Land Management, and so we got transferred from place to place. So, I was born up there in Anchorage, and six months later, I found myself living for a year in Paraguay. And after a year in Paraguay, we were transferred to LA, went to Sacramento. When I was ready to start my freshman year in high school, we were transferred to Rio de Janeiro for three years and spent three years living on Ipanema Beach and then came back to Sacramento where my family, some of my family still lives there.
1: One of the facts that you didn't mention about your time in Rio de Janeiro, isn't that when you were part of your first rock band?
2: Yeah. It was really a funny experience because I joined a rock band there after I saw a band play at a school assembly and they were playing my generation by the who and they had an echoplex box you know and so it echoed when the guy said my generation and i thought Wow, that is just so cool. i got to be a rock and roller, you know? So some guys were forming a band, and I played in that off and on. It was funny because as long as I got all A's and B's on my report card, I could stay in the band. As soon as I got one C, I was out of the band. So I'd be in the band for a quarter, and then I'd get one C, and then I'd be out of the band for a quarter. I'd get my grades up. I'd be in the band for a quarter. And this went on for two and a half years or so. (laughs) Let
1: me see. After high school... You went in the military then, didn't you?
2: Yeah, I did a couple of years in college at a junior college in Sacramento. Unfortunately, at that time with Vietnam going on, they had the draft and they had the lottery going on. And my birthday came up, it was the sixth number drawn, you know, so it's like, okay, this is as good as... Winning the grand prize, you know? so <laughs> I've got to figure out something to do. And a good friend of mine had gone through the same situation a year earlier, and he decided rather than getting in the army and and having to shoot people he didn't believe in killing, he he would join the air force. He went into the air force and got stationed back in Sacramento at McClellan Air Force Base for a while, and eventually was assigned to a jeep patrol around Danang Air Base. <laughs> and so when I saw what happened to him, it was like, well, maybe I'll try the Navy. At worst, I should be on a boat off the coast if they send me over there, you know, and I shouldn't have to be shooting at anybody. And so I kind of lucked out. I got assigned with a patrol squadron out of Moffett Field in the Mountain View area in California. And it was actually... I must have had guardian angels looking over me because it was very easy duty. I spent a couple of six-month tours of duty over in the Philippines, and each time I was over there, I got to spend one month in Thailand. And then when we weren't there, we were back at Moffett Field for a year. So it would be go over there for six months, come back for a year. Then we went to Okinawa for six months, came back for a year, and back to the Philippines, and then I got out. In Okinawa there was a guy in the Air Force named Walter Brune. He was trying to get a band started and he walked into our office one day and said, I understand you play guitar. Would you be interested in playing a rock band? I said, Sure, but I have no gear. He says, We'll get it for you. We ended up with two guys from the Air Force in the band. We had a guy from the Army on bass and another guy from the Navy on rhythm guitar and myself on lead guitar. And we played... Songs by ZZ Top and the Almond Brothers, and everything that you know—the Who—the kind of songs that were being played in the early '70s, basically, FM songs. Just had a blast. Did that for about the last two or three months of my deployment over there. When I came back and got out of the Navy, I decided to move up to Portland, Oregon to see if Walter and I could get a band together up there. But after about three months, I ended up moving back down to the Bay Area, got a job working at a veteran's hospital, and some guy contacted me while I was there. Uh, you know, it's like how these people find me, I have no clue. <laughs> or who's telling them, you know, I'm, I play guitar and, I'm, and blah, 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 you know, so... Anyhow, I get a call one day from a guy, and he says, Hey, I heard from some friends that you're a guitar player, you're really good, and we want to know if you'd like to come out and uh, jam with us some night. You know, we have this band we're putting together out in East San Jose. I showed up a little bit late, and they were in the garage, and so I kind of brought my stuff in as they were jamming out on a song. And so I plugged in, and I started wailing on some Carlos Santana-style leads, And we must have played for about 10 minutes. And when we stopped, everybody's jaw dropped and they looked at me and said, do you want to join? (laughs) So I said, sure, this sounds like fun, you know. So we got a band together and we played off and on over about a four-year span there. And then the band eventually dissolved, kind of reformed again about a year and a half later, called ourselves Dead Ringer, D E D. The fun part of the band was being able to write our own songs, because that was my first experience as a songwriter. I started writing some of the band's material. We did that for a number of years, two or three years in the bar circuit. Got really close to landing a record contract with Warner Electra Atlantic Records. At the time, we decided to book ourselves for a very heavy summer of gigs, and put all the money into the studio recording for more songs a couple of weeks into practices and the bookings and stuff the other guitar player broke his arm roller skating one night and was in a cast and it just kind of brought the whole feeling of the band down just having to start all over in some of the dive bars and stuff to work our way up took such a mental and emotional toll on me I decided I couldn't deal with it anymore. And to be honest, it was like the thing about sex, drugs, rock and roll, you know, is what they say about rock bands. And uh, the part that really got me kind of astray and in trouble was the drugs. There was a lot of drinking and partying and stuff that we were doing with coke and alcohol And I realized at some point there that I I could almost see this dream of being in a rock band and touring and being a rock star and all this stuff just fading because, one, it was going to take a lot more effort to go through this whole thing of playing over again at all these bars and stuff to reestablish ourselves. And the second thing was I thought to myself, even if we get out touring and stuff, with the parting that I'm doing and stuff, I may not live through this thing. At one point, the lady I was hanging out with at the time and myself decided, you know, we got to get out of here. we got to just leave this whole scene, you know, because this is not healthy for us. So we quit everything that we had going. We just packed up and moved to Central California. And I, I think like about six months later, we were sitting in the living room one day, this lady and myself, and she looked at me and said, do you realize we haven't done any coke for like six months and i said wow i never even thought about it during that whole time i realized at that point that it had been a real blessing to get away from all that even though it had been something so important to me at the time but i'd have to admit that for about 12 to 14 years i couldn't even pick up a guitar to me it it kind of hit me as a failure Like, I had tried to be successful in a rock band, and I failed at it, you know. And I let these guys down because I quit the band. I just didn't know that I could get back into music again. But somewhere in the uh, early 90s, I went to a couple of rock concerts down in Phoenix after I'd moved to Sedona. I moved here in 1990. And that spark started happening again, you know. And so it was like, okay, I'm going to start off with Baby Steps here. I'll pick up another... Electric guitar and amp, you know, I'm not going to sink my life savings into it. (laughs) Even though I've had some good instruments, I'm going to get something inexpensive and just see. And eventually, to make a long story a little bit shorter, moved to Tucson and got into a band down there for a six-month period, uh, but we never went anywhere. So I moved back to Sedona, got into a band here and played for two years, had a lot of fun with it. But during that time, I was now a massage therapist also. And so, I was shifting inside, you know. I was going through these changes, I guess, internally, because when you're a massage therapist, you're learning more about the human body and how body, mind, and spirit are all connected. And I started getting more into spiritual studies playing in this band was supposed to be just a fun part-time thing every other weekend or something you know maybe a couple weekends a month but as we were changing personnel it was like every single weekend friday night saturday night and then sunday afternoons at bars sometimes you wouldn't get home till 3 in the morning you'd be partying there After a couple of months of doing that and looking at a few pictures people took of me on stage while I was playing, I looked like death warmed over and decided, as much as I love music, I can't be playing this much, so I quit that. Luckily, I rediscovered the magical sounds of the acoustic guitar. Found this acoustic guitar that was easier to play than the one I had at home, so I traded mine in on that it sounded so beautiful and was so much easier for me to play that i was inspired to play it and so i'd sit down and i'd play for hours just listening to the tones of the guitar and doing finger picking things and having these ideas come into me and started singing more and i'd never been a lead vocalist but as i heard myself sing more it was like i started getting these ideas that wow if I could get my voice to sound better and stronger and do just a solo thing, I could practice when I want, I can play gigs when I want, I get to play the material I want, which is the stuff that I write. So I, I went through this whole shift. That's kind of how I kind of evolved from acoustic guitarist and folk guitarist to rock band and blues rock guitarist back full circle to acoustic guitar and then becoming a songwriter that was involved with spiritual music.
1: What kind of background did you have, Scott, spiritually or religiously?
2: I was raised a Catholic. My mom was Catholic. My uh, father was, I guess he just generalized, he was just a, some Protestant denomination. And I basically grew up with the Catholic religion until I left home to go into the Navy, even though I continued off and on to go to some of the Catholic masses when I was in the Navy, I was also going through a period of time in my life, I guess you could say, where I was questioning a lot of the rules and the regulations of the Catholic religion. There were a lot of things that just didn't resonate with me it just it didn't seem right if you know when I would read things about a hell or that God was a judgmental being and any time you sinned as they called it you had to go to a confessional and confess your sins to a priest who would then intervene as you know he'd like to be an intermediary between you and god well, my first thought when i was doing that was why can't i just talk to god myself and say i'm sorry from my heart cuz i believe that he would forgive me you know and that questioning The authority of the Catholic Church started coming into my life about those late teen years.
1: It sounds like you started to jettison some of those beliefs, take issue with those beliefs. I was also raised Catholic. You grew up believing in guardian angels, same as the rest of us?
2: Yes, I believed that there were guardian angels and that we all had a guardian angel that watched over us.
1: Do you still believe in
2: guardian angels? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I actually believe that we not only have a guardian angel who is assigned to us, but I've actually come to believe that there's all kinds of angels that are out there that are just waiting to assist us if we ask for it. I remember going to a workshop one time of a gal at a dowsing workshop up in Flagstaff, and she communicates with angels. She was sharing Her Communications and what she had learned from them was that they specifically are not allowed to intervene into our lives unless we ask for their assistance. And there are angels just kind of sitting around. It's like an unemployment thing, you know, just waiting to help us in all kinds of things. I call on my songwriting angels to help me whenever I'm writing a song and I run into a little mental block or if it's not flowing easily and they never fail me. They always come through and I find that if I get out of the way and I stop trying to write the song, it just writes itself and then I I give my thanks to the, the songwriting angels.
1: Is the church where you attend now or the places that you tend to hang out uh, religiously? Are they Catholic-related?
2: No. I kind of stayed away from going to church, actually, for a number of years, mostly through my 20s. I just didn't feel connected with that anymore. And the lady that was with me during the troubles in the rock band and everything, once we got away from that and we moved to Central California, she was actually the one that started me on the spiritual path. She told me that she was just feeling kind of unfulfilled inside, you know, like there was something missing, and she thought it was had to do with spirituality, that she missed her spiritual connection, and she was raised in a new thought church, which is called Religious Science. So I told her, you know, well, I've never heard of that before, you know, but I'd be willing to try it, you know, and see, because I kind of miss my spiritual connection, but I can't go back to the Catholic Church, because I just don't believe in what it is that they're, you know, their belief system. So we started going to Religious Science Church in Fresno, and occasionally we go to a Unity Church, which is also considered New Thought, but it's also a Christ-based church. Those churches, yeah, they do believe in, in guardian angels, in angelic beings, in spiritual beings that are here to guide us. To me, it's just a wonderful journey. There's just so much out there. And I'm just fascinated by the different teachings and being able to just kind of pick and choose what resonates with me and keep that close to my heart.
1: Speaking of pieces that you kept, you said you still believe in guardian angels. I believe you've written a song on the topic, too.
2: Yes, I have a song called Guardian Angel from my first CD. The way that came about was that in June of 2000, I went through a health crisis. It just kind of floored me and brought me to my knees. It's one of those things where I wasn't sure if I was going to be alive much longer. So it raised a lot of questions and doubts in my mind, and and it resulted in a lot of spiritual soul-searching. The lady I was living with at the time, who was so loving and compassionate with me, took me to a place in eastern Arizona, up in the White Mountains, a little town called Greer, for about four days so that I could just kind of hang out and get away from the house and get away from everything and just kind of do some soul-searching up there. And I remember the first morning I woke up there, I just cried my eyes out while she was out on a walk, and I just had a talk with God asking for some help and guidance in this. And as I was talking, I found myself kind of talking aloud or praying to my guardian angel. As I was doing this, I could hear in my mind, so to speak, these words coming in, these little phrases. So I got out of pen and I started writing this stuff down. As I was doing that and speaking from my heart, this song just kind of unfolded. And as it turned out, it's a prayer to my guardian angel to help me get through this really tough time. It was really a plea from the bottom of my soul to this guardian angel to please help me.
3: Many times I've walked for miles down these dusty roads praying to the Lord above to ease my heavy load Maybe he's too busy to bother with my pleas Or maybe I just need to yell. And get down on my knees, yeah, on my knees Lord knows we need to talk about this life of mine Why does it feel like I'm just here doing time? Sometimes I get so crazy, I think I'm going mad Other times I'm so depressed I'm feeling oh so sad I'm feeling bad I'm begging my guardian angel To intercede for me Maybe you can help me out And ease my misery I know that there are lots of folks With problems worse than mine so maybe after he's helped them out, he'll shine his light on me before I cross the line. Do 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 guardian angel to see what's going on I feel I'm blinded to the truth I'm judging right or wrong remove this sadness from within grant me peace of mind ask him now to help me out to shine his light on me please give me a sign Lord, tell me what you want and what I'm supposed to do. I'm really trying to toe the line, do what's right and know the truth. If heaven's really here on earth, then open up my eyes. And when it's time for me to go, I'm hoping that you'll buy my Begging my guardian angel to intercede for me Only you can help me out and ease my misery I know that there are lots of folks with problems worse than mine So maybe after he's helped them all out He'll shine his light on me before I've crossed the line Help me, guardian angel, to see what's going on I feel I'm blinded to the truth, I don't know right from wrong Remove this sadness from within, grant me peace of mind Ask him now to help me out, and shine his light on me Please give me a sign, please give me a sign Please give me a sign. Oh yeah, yeah, Lord have mercy. I'm
2: running out of time.
1: That was Guardian Angel. It's by my guest for today's Song of the Soul. His name is Scott Beck, and he's joining us by phone from Sedona, Arizona. Scott that was from your first CD called Between Heaven and Earth. And there's another one you did on there that refers to angels called Dancing with Angels, which is much more upbeat. Did you write Dancing with Angels after you've come through your health crisis?
2: It's hard for me to go back that far and and remember it that far. We're talking only seven years here. You know, so. Age is taking its toll here, I guess. But I believe that song came out about at least a year afterwards, maybe two years after. And the story behind that was basically a good friend of mine in Sedona who also had a house down in Apache Junction out past Mesa, Arizona. The next-door neighbors there, the matriarch of the family, I guess you'd call her, had passed away. So they were going to have a funeral service for her and invited him to come down and share a poem or two because they knew him as a poet. And he asked them permission to bring me along to sing a song or two. They agreed and so I felt really moved to write this song for the family. The idea behind the song is just a reminder that when somebody that's close to us passes from this physical earth plane and and leaves the physical body, they're now free in spirit. They're no longer confined to this physical body. So actually, they're closer to us now than they ever could have been in the physical form. The song is just to remind us that this soul that has left this body is now dancing with angels and that we have angels around us all the time that are dancing around us and here to help and assist us.
3: Watch it go by, in the blink of an eye, you can't slow it down, no matter how hard you try. You're pushed into life They struggle and strive Every road that you take Is a choice that you make And all of these choices lead you along A path that will let you sing your own song this time you've got angels along, Alongside of you We're dancing with angels Lovingly watch over you We're dancing with angels Leading us onward To all of the things we must do Grow through the years, you deal with your fears like most of the rest. You give it your best. How nice it would be if we all learned to see right from the start. You should follow your heart Cause all of these feelings Will lead you along A path that will help you To sing your own song And all of this time You've got angels alone Alongside of you We're dancing with angels Lovingly watch over you We're dancing with angels Blessing us all with God's grace In all that we The two men share all of your love, draw strength from above. There's nothing to fear, your friend is still near, and the memories will stay. In your hearts every day, and all of these memories will lead you along a path that will help you to sing your own song. And all of this time, they will be there alone alongside of you. They're dancing with angels. Dancing right next to you They're dancing with angels As near as your breath is to you They're dancing with angels Watching with love over you They're dancing with angels Now there's one more angel And sing together with you. Together with
1: you We were Dancing with Angels there, the song Dancing with Angels by Scott Beck, who's joined us today for Song of the Soul. One of the lines in there, you said about how we come together to mend, share all of your love, draw strength from above. A lot of people, and I guess it was probably your situation for a while maybe, think that it's just a crutch, you know, that religion, spirituality, it's an opiate of the masses. Why depend on invisible things like angels when you've got concrete things like Enron or something to depend upon. Did you go through a phase where you didn't trust in the non-visible end? And why do you trust in it so much now?
2: I don't know that it was that I didn't trust in the invisible, the power beyond, so to speak, you know, or in God or Spirit, I guess it was more that once I walked away from the Catholic Church and went through the Navy phase and then through playing in rock bands and stuff like that, I guess you could say I was like a lot of people out there who just get so caught up in everyday living and trying to make it and survival and, you know, all the drama that's going on around us all the time that I never really even thought about religion and that's why when my wife at the time in Fresno mentioned to me this, this lacking that she was feeling in her life, and it just kind of resonated with me when she said it, and I was so grateful that she remembered at that time, you know, that we're not doing anything spiritual, and, and I kind of missed that, you know, would you be okay with us going back to a church and, and trying to get reconnected somehow and find something that speaks to us? to kind of put us back on the path and get us started again, reconnected to what's really important. You know, what I believe is really the most important thing and the the way I view us in life now is that instead of human beings having a spiritual experience, we're spiritual beings having a human experience.
1: The title track for your second CD, I think, is about what you just were describing, that situation going from the commonplace where, you know, you don't see the importance, you've you've almost forgotten about this important dimension of your life, but then you got called back to it and you realize how central it is to the real point of your life. The title track, I've Seen the Light, is this something that's specifically about your health crisis in 2000 or is it something that predates that in terms of when you feel like you came awake and saw the light?
2: It's more of a generalized... I obviously couldn't have written that song unless I had gone through the crisis that I did, but when I was constructing the song, as I was letting the words come in, what I realized that I wanted to present some kind of a basis that people could connect with and that they could understand that we all tend to go through. What I've come to experience is that sometimes it takes an event in our life, whether it's something in a personal relationship with somebody or the loss of a job and and financial crumbling of our world around us or a health crisis of some sort, sometimes something fairly tragic to bring us to our knees and bring us back to God that wouldn't have happened otherwise because we're so, as I said earlier, so caught up in our dramas. One of the teachings in some of these New Thought churches that I go to that I have found really works is that when we stop and take the time to write down thanks and give thanks and acknowledge the different blessings in our life, you're amazed at how long, how many pages you can write. And the more that you focus your thoughts on being grateful, the more blessings show up in your life that was kind of the impetus for that song you know i i wanted the new cd to be more uplifting than the first one to come from a whole different perspective and with this particular song in a sense it is about the experiences i've had where i grew up i took so many things for granted in my life never thought twice about it it took me going through this challenge to realize how precious life was That's where that song came from. It's just reminding people, hopefully, to take the time to give thanks, because the more you give thanks for your blessings, it's really true the more blessings you'll get in your life. And the song says it very well. Let's listen to I've Seen
1: the Light by Scott Beck.
3: young and I could do most anything I could climb a rocky mountainside swim a river far and wide I was soaring with the clouds beneath my wings life was living me as the years kept passing by me I remember thinking time was on my side never even crossed my mind that I should pause and take the time to give some thanks for all the blessings in my life. Now I'm grateful for the sunrise every morning, and I'm grateful for the people in my life. Blessings and concerns For all the lessons that I've learned I'll never take for granted One more starry night And I guess that you could say I've seen the light Well, the day soon came That changed my life forever Found myself being shaken to the core. The thought of facing my demise, I didn't want to realize. But then I found the answers deep within my soul. Now I'm looking at the world with eyes of wonder, and I know that there are angels everywhere. When your luck has gone astray. And Get through the day, just say a prayer of thanks, and help will come your way. And be grateful for the sunrise every morning. And be grateful for the people in your life. For your blessings and concerns, for all the lessons that you've learned, and never take for granted one more starry night. I'm grateful for the sunrise every morning And I'm grateful for the people in my life For my blessings and concerns For all the lessons that I've learned I'll never take for granted one more starry night And I guess that you could say I've seen the light
1: It's called I've Seen the Light. Uh, Scott, I'm assuming that that title is something of a double entendre, a pun, if you will. Hey, I've Seen the Light, as in the phrase, you know, I get it now. But also seeing the light, I'm assuming you're referring to the light as one of the ways that we address the divine. Have you had a face-to-face kind of reckoning with the light?
2: I wish I could say yes. But no, I, I wish I could say I've seen the light there, but it's it is more of the phrase that, yeah, now I get it, now I know what's really important, you know, now I see that what I do or or I think of myself or whatever isn't as important as the spiritual nature of all things and, and this connection of spirit and God that is within each and every one of us and all living things and everything that I see.
1: Which is also what you're saying in the next song that you chose for your Song of the Soul, right? The Spirit in You and I. When did you write this song?
2: This song was written the day after my mom passed away, a little over a year and a half ago. She had been going downhill in her health for a number of months, but I had written a song for her called Mama If You Only Knew that was kind of a folk song, But it was a gift for her because on my first CD I also have a song called Standing Next to Jesus, which is a song I did for my dad, and it was about the the story of my relationship with my father. So I just felt you know, like it was a shame I didn't write this song for my dad while he was still alive to hear it, because he loved music. He's where I got the guitar playing and the singing from, because he was a a folk singer too and loved bluegrass and stuff. But my mom, I thought, you know, I'd love to write her a song that she can hear while she's still here on earth so i wrote this song presented it to her and put it on a little demo cd and sent it to my brother and she got to hear it about four or five days in the hospital before she passed away my brother said her face just lit up like an angel and had a big smile and she just had tears coming in her eyes because she was so happy from this song so the night that my mom had passed away I'm laying in bed. I had had a conversation with her earlier in the days where I just kind of poured my heart and soul out to her, told her how much I missed her, and that I just was very happy for her because I knew she wasn't suffering anymore and that she was in a better place. And I remember asking her for some help with my music and anything she could do from that side. So that evening, these words started coming in as I was going to sleep. And I've learned as a songwriter, you always get up and you start writing this down. Don't wait till morning because you won't remember them. So I started writing these phrases down, and it was like the song just wrote itself out. I had the whole thing written out in about an hour's time, picked up the guitar, the melody came right to me. And after I played it through the first time, I was just in tears because it felt like it was a gift from my mom from the other side, like she finally got it. I can't say I tried to tell her what my beliefs were about Spirit being in everything because she was still a very devout Catholic. She still believed in heaven and hell. She she didn't understand my perspective of God being in everything, not just in all people, but in every blade of grass, in all the atoms and electrons of, of everything that's around us, you know. And that was kind of beyond her comprehension. But when I got the words to the song, it was like she finally got it, because now she's on the other side. She now sees it from that perspective, and she understands what I was thinking about. And so she wanted to share in words what it's all about. And so I took that and put it down to music and called the song The Spirit in You and I. The
3: Spirit of the Earth The Spirit of the Sea is the Spirit of the heavens that lives in you and me. The Spirit of the stars, the Spirit of the sun, the Spirit of the universe is alive in everyone. It lives within our minds, it lives within our hearts, It's there to love and guide us, let us know we're not apart. It whispers words of wisdom through people that we meet, through our intuition and in the books we read. It's a spirit of the heart, a spirit in the sky, it's a spirit in you and I. It comes to us in visions, it comes to us in dreams, in all our hours of darkness, when we lose our self-esteem, it lifts us up with angels, it's a wind beneath our wings, it's the voice of our desires, that sings the songs we sing, so when we're feeling Little fears arise It's time for us to breathe in And slowly close our eyes for Living deep within us Is all that we could need Remember we are stardust The mountains and the sea It's a spirit of the heart The spirit in the sky It's a spirit in you and I In the pain we suffer In the beauty we behold In the smile of a baby In the young and in the old In the glory of the morning And the darkness of the night When we're looking through that tunnel Is that bright and shining light The Spirit of the earth The Spirit of the Sea Is the Spirit of the heavens That lives in you and me The Spirit of the stars The Spirit of the sun The Spirit of the universe Is alive in everyone It lives within our minds It lives within our hearts It's there to love and guide us Let us know we're not apart It lifts us up with angels It's a wind beneath our wings It's a voice of our desires That sings the songs we sing It's the spirit of the heart The spirit in the sky It's the spirit in you and I It's the spirit of the heart Spirit in the sky, it's a spirit in you
1: and I. That sweet, gentle tune was The Spirit in You and I. Scott Beck wrote it a year and a half ago after his mother's death. Scott, we've got one more song. I think we have to move right along to it. And this one's pretty upbeat. I think people should get off their seats while they're listening to it. It's Let Your Light Shine. Did you write this for a revival?
2: (laughs) It sounds like it, doesn't it? It's really powerful and very upbeat. When I recorded this CD, I had actually already recorded 12 songs for the CD. The last song that I had recorded was one that didn't end up on the CD. It was called Voices. But after I had done my guitar tracks and uh, all the vocal tracks and stuff, we had a break of about a week where the producer was taking off. So my wife and I decided to go up to the White Mountains in Arizona and go back to Greer up there, which is a small town, just hang out in a cabin for a few days. And I took my guitar w- up with me, as I usually do. And this song came into me, but it wasn't the song that ends up as Let Your Light Shine. It wasn't those words. It was actually, and funny enough, it was a political song about the current administration. And the words were very appropriate. They, they worked really well with the melody and everything. But when I played it for my wife, she listened to it. And she looked at me and said, you know, that melody is so inspiring and so powerful. But when I listen to the words, something you might want to consider is that once this next election is over with, it's not going to mean anything. I mean, this song may be powerful from now through the next election, but after that, it's dead. So what would you think about writing some words to it that will have more longevity? And I thought about that, you know, and it was like, wow, she really has a point. You know, this would be really short-lived if I keep it a political song. But, man, I've never rewritten a song from scratch in my life. You know, I don't know if I can. I, I just have this metal block that once the original words come in, that's it. But I decided to give it a try, so I just kind of cleared my mind. I just played with the tune and just kept playing it over and over again without singing the original words to it. And these other phrases started coming in, and I started writing them down and writing them down. And the next thing I knew, I had this song called Let Your Light Shine. And I played it for her, and she said, much better. I like that. So I took it into the studio, or actually I went into the studio. I hadn't really had the intention of trying to put it on the CD because I was going to keep it at 12 songs. But Boyd Sibley, the producer, looked at me and he says, You know, Scott, that last song you did, Voices, is kind of melancholy. It really would have fit the first CD a lot better than it does this one. Every other song on the CD is so inspiring and takes you in this altered zone. You know, would you consider maybe dropping that song and putting something else, coming up with another song, or or seeing if you have something else that would better suit it? And I said, Funny, you should ask. I just wrote this song the last couple of days up in Greer. So I played the song for him and his jaw dropped and he just said, that's the one. we got to put that one on it. It's called Let Your Light Shine
1: and it's by Scott Beck.
3: Walk on down to the water You can stand any place Feel the current of God's loving grace Wash away all your troubles Release all your pain What's left will be healed By the soft, gentle rain It's not religion to love and be kind We all have a mission So let your light shine There are no fools among us Even those every day That we choose to judge Finding their way It's not too late for redemption Not too late to forgive If I'm not mistaken It's how we're meant to live It's not religion Yeah
1: Song to end on. You certainly are sharing a lot of wonderful gifts with us through your music, Scott. I guess uh, our listeners will need to know to get to your website, they want to go to scottbeckmusic.com and one easy way to get there, of course, is to go to my northernspiritradio.org website and I'll have a link to your site, Scott. I assume on there they can also find out where you will be playing
2: Absolutely. Uh, I have a calendar on there, but if people would like to get in touch with me and know of places that they think my music would go over really well and have a good audience or are interested in doing a house concert or something, if they contact me through the website and let me know, I'd be happy to add them to an email list. Thanks
1: again, Scott, for sharing your Song of the soul today.
2: Thank you so much, Mark, for having me on your show, and thank you for having this show, making it available, and sharing all you do.
1: That was Scott Beck, my guest for today's Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul.
0: You can be happy.